Local fan favorite speed racers gobbling up this track. Assolutamente, una stella nascente che vince gara dopo gara. Non prestigio, ma io mi devo arrivare. Let us hope he does not make the same mistakes that his brother made. I tilt my head to the side, I sound better. This is Filmsack. Oh, sure. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Filmsack. This is Filmsack, episode 372, Mining the Very Depths of Film Entertainment for All Mankind. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. He flies out of his wrecked car in a ball of goo done away. Ah! Oh, hi. Hello. First name Speed, last name Racer. And now it's time for What You Talking About theme song, where I will do my best to present talking points and avoid singing along the way. All right. Here we go. Here he comes. Here comes Speed Racer. Hey, thanks for the heads up, songwriter. That's not ominous at all. He's a demon on wheels. He's a demon, and he's going to be chasing after someone. Let's break that down. A demon on wheels. Well, that is the thing we say about people who are driven. However, the second mention of demon is not qualified with any sort of type, which leads me to believe this song is implying the Speed Racer is an actual demon. Well, that changes things. What did you do, Papa Racer? What did you do? He's gaining on you, so you better look alive. Holy crap. The chasing someone is now no longer in question. It's you who the demon racer is chasing. Oh, man. Also, there are rumors circulating that Speed Racer lures little kids and monkeys with candy into the trunk of his car. Chim Chim, no! You nothing but evil, Speed Racer. Uh, then it gets kind of muddled here. He's been revving up a powerful Mach 5, and when the odds are against him and there's dangerous work to do, you bet your life, Speed Racer will see it through. A life wager. Nope. Nuh-uh. Nope. Go, Speed Racer. Go, Speed Racer. Go, Speed Racer. Go. Straight back to hell, you doe-eyed demon. <laughs> Randy, what movie did you watch this week? <laughs> I don't know. It's almost as long uh. as the intro, this movie that we saw, two and a half hours. <laughs> well, I wanted. I was afraid I Randy may have written the same thing. Quiz. Yeah. No, that's all right. You did yeah. a full two-minuter there. That was well done. Oh, nice. That uh, was impressive. Also with us, hold on a second, all the way from beautiful Canada. Thank Randy, you. what the hell is Susan Sarandon doing in this, Jordan? Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. And welcome to Montage the Greeting. How do you even write a greeting anyway? Well, I think you don't. You guys just ad-lib. Oh, look at you trying to be all entertaining. This is too ambitious, Randy Deluxe. You'll never keep this up. I believe I can do it, but only if I try real hard. Words and phrases. Different related idea from someone watching along. Reaction from people watching in a bar. This greeting is almost done, but it didn't actually do anything. Are you just battering the audience with rapid pieces of story? I think I feel something, but I don't understand what's being said. Hooray! It's over! The end! <laughs> I just, I feel like I just saw it twice. That yeah, was really good. Yeah. No, honestly, like yeah. straight up, <laughs> st straight up the way you just did that, that's Speed Racer in, in short. <laughs> like, that's the movie. Uh, but we can't finish until we say... Look who else is here. 
Brian, I bet they hired Christina Ricci because she has huge anime eyes, isn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, so it's an interesting piece of trivia that there are actually two chimps that played the role of Chim Chim in the movie, uh, and one of them bit their co-star, resulting in some mishandling by their trainer, i.e. a beating, and PETA getting involved. All of this 100% true. But surprisingly, that's just one of many infractions that PETA was upset about. Uh, people for the ethical treatment of animals, for those of you who aren't familiar with PETA. Wait, not the, not the kid from uh, not the, uh, Hunger Games. Not the pocket. The, uh, <laughs> not the kid from not, Hunger Games. Hunger Games? <laughs> Here's, here's some other things that PETA had issues with. Number one, making the poor chimp have to sit through Adobe Flash-based garbage anime and then act it out afterwards. Two, having to appear in a film that looks like it was made while dropping acid in the Dayglow poster section of a Spencer Gifts. Mm. Number three, making the chimp guzzle literally gallons of espresso to f- perform in the Freebird golf cart montage. Number four, having to share a trailer with John Goodman. Number five, uh. Being insulted about German chimpanzees speaking the same language as American chimpanzees? Nine! <laughs> and finally, <laughs> and finally, having to work most closely with a co-star that looks like the love child of one of the Corys and the fat kid from Goonies, or, as I'm going to refer to him for the rest of this episode, Chunky Feldman. Oh, very nice. It's my least favorite Ben and Jerry's flavor, though. Chunky Feldman. It's not <laughs> Chunky Feldman. Yeah, it's not tasty. Uh, well done. You guys all nailed it. This is pretty much, I mean, I don't know what else to say about this thing. All right. Uh, this is what I'll say. Speed Racer, movie, Wachowski brothers, now sisters. They were brothers at the time. Uh, they, uh, so you, you got that Lana and Lily now are the, are the Wachowskis. All them, the siblings or the sister or like, you can't just say siblings or whatever, because at the very end of the movie, the first thing you see is, uh, Directed brought to you by, by the, the Wachowski brothers. Yeah, they say that exactly. The brothers part is there. I don't know if those guys are making the uh, Avengers stuff. Those brothers, what was, I forgot their names. Anyway, the Fairly Brothers. No, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> oh my gosh, I wish. No, it's the Russo brothers. That's it. I want to know brothers, if the yeah, Russo right. brothers also go by the brothers, and if one of them, you know, cuts cuts cord and says, "Nope, I'm a lady," they're gonna have to go through the same thing. I don't know. But here's the important cuts part. Cord. Here's the important part. Here's the important part that we know. <laughs> it might be the most most innocuous uh, Freudian slip I think I've ever heard on films. That's pretty good. Um, but uh, the the point is, the education here is that uh, the Wachowskis, call them what you want, uh, haven't made a good movie since The Matrix One. Now you'd say, Scott, wow. what about what about V for right. Vendetta? And I would mean. say, I would say, V for D- Vendetta is an amazing movie. They didn't direct it. They have producer roles there. Now that doesn't mean they don't have a lot of hands on. Clearly, they do. That movie was pretty good. But name a movie since the first Matrix that was any good. And now I will put Speed Racer in there because I hadn't seen it till now, and I'm putting it in the same list of bad movies in a row. There's no good I, movies. Right. Name mm, one. Name one. Name. Name one. You can't do it. Can't well, do it. Uh, uh, well, yeah, there's that planet. One, uh, what's right. that planet one that just came out? Uh, Jupiter, Jupiter ascending. Jupiter ascending. Cloud, oh, Jupiter ascending. Yeah, Cloud Atlas. I, you know, is yeah. exactly okay. So, can I argue that Cloud Atlas or Jupiter ascending, Speed Racer, or even The Matrix is a really good movie? No, I can't. I can say that all of these movies, to me entertaining you can say the so, matrix is a, an is an incredible movie you can say right. that. I, Scott, when's Scott's the last time you went back and watched the matrix well, lots of times very good <laughs> scott's talking about after and i'd like to credit them with v for vendetta and call it a good enough movie 
that it's not an absolute that they haven't done anything good since then. Well, sure, but again, they didn't. They only produced there. They didn't direct. So I'm talking purely direction here. Uh, the, Lily Wachowski is credited as a, as a writer for V for Vendetta. That's, yes, that's an extra part that I think uh, is fair enough. Now that's true. I don't want to. I don't want to second unit and second though. unit directing for oh. for the two of them for well, V for Vendetta. I, I was going to make a joke about who has second units, but then people would think I was going to be fun. <laughs> Those but people have already turned out when you said cut the cord. <laughs> your point, your point leads to a very interesting subject. And have we have we already uh, described the film we're talking about? Or are we past that already? It's, yeah, because Fletcher's not here. But it's it's Speed Racer, uh, based on the anime film of the same or anime series of the same name from the late '60s and '70s, uh, made in Japan. Uh, VO'd in American over here as, as far as we knew it and we all probably grew up with some syndicated version of this thing it's based on the cartoon and so, including including their MTV run yeah so the question you raise is can a maker of art reach a pinnacle and maybe early from which they can never return because they they're either a not as competent as the art that pinnacled out or b they're resting on their laurels and I say yes, and I just can't think of any good examples right now. Well, I mean, they had other movies before uh, mm-hmm. The Matrix that were good. Bound was quite good. Uh, Bound is, is surprisingly good for being so different from everything that they did afterwards. I mean, it is it is a it was Robert Downey Jr. and was Robert Downey Jr. in that thing? Know. Who was in that? No, wait, you're thinking of something else. This was Jennifer yeah. Tilly, Gina Gershon, Joe yeah. Pant, Joey Pants. Joey Pants. Uh, and that's it. I don't see what's his name. In okay. There. So Joey Pants is who I'm thinking of in the, um, okay. in the uh, Robert Downey. I was confusing. I don't, I don't know how I could confuse Joey Pants and Robert Downey Jr. But for some reason, I was picturing Robert Downey Jr. in that role. And maybe there's another one where it's like a. Uh, I'm going to go. Two girls kind of situation. Actually, right. you make a fine point. I'm looking at a photo of the set, and Joey Pants mm-hmm. looks like Robert Downey Jr. now. So I think I think that's why because they because it's weird but he kind of looks like yeah he looks like he looks like old how do I put this Robert Downey Jr. today is Bound era Joey Pants there you go wow yeah okay I think I'm, the, gonna, I'm gonna have to go look for that set picture you're so, describing yeah, yeah. But let's put this in perspective Scott says that there's been nothing good since the Matrix. And I will argue the fact that I think the Matrix was cutting edge. I wouldn't necessarily say, uh, I don't even know if good would be the proper term. Oh my gosh. It's one of the (laughs) best. Okay, we're going to have this out right now. It is one of the best science fiction action films of all time. Like it's up in the list of top 10 ever. Not only was it described as such while it was still hot in theaters, which is remarkable, right? Like not only was it very highly rated in the moment but up until part two came out it stayed there yep. it was it was absolutely the best regarded film of its time yeah and if you go I'm back saying, in there i'm not saying bad th- okay if you go back in I, there you go watch it now that thing absolutely holds up uh, the the sequels tarnish it absolutely but you can be right. watched without them I- you can pretend they don't exist it's fine <laughs> 
throw a little I defense thought, to V for Vendetta before we go completely away from well, yeah, no, again, they didn't direct they didn't that direct though. It, yeah, we're I'm, yeah, I'm talking direct pure direction. That's it. Second unit directing. Second unit direction, eh, right? But you know, <laughs> right. if but if you direct a movie oh, man, come at me with that second unit mess. Nobody ever goes best second unit director award. Like there's no such but, thing. But you can't you you can't say that they weren't involved in the look and feel of the movie. Well, absolutely right? I mean, they were, and that's why I say that one is an amazing film. But it can't. I don't think it can be argued in the same the same list as actual okay, directed right. projects. I just think I think that they by by being um, I think Lana wrote it was screenwriter by the fact that that she wrote it. Well, it's almost adapted it, but yeah, right. Sorry, adapted it, and and that actually was going to be kind of go to my point that I think if there weren't a um, a fantastic graphic novel series, um, Alan Moore, my Alan, my Alan Moore, yep, fantastic graphic graphic novel series that it was based on, I think there would be a lot more appreciation for the visual spectacle that V for Vendetta is. Well, I have because... I have huge uh, I love that movie. Like I have I don't have a zero bad thing to say about V for Vendetta. All I'm saying is. Had because they didn't direct it. No, no, I'm just saying, yeah. Nate, th that's not the argument. The argument isn't V for Vendetta good or not. My argument is, have they directed a good movie since The Matrix? That's all I'm saying. Okay. And right. there are people who would claim that the Wachowski brothers' uh, direction of Cloud Atlas was very good. I'm not among them. Yeah, I, but it left. And, and I, I thought it was at that good. point. I think at that point, by the way, Cloud Atlas, Cloud Atlas, yeah, Cloud atlas was not brothers <laughs> right yeah. like, that's and I just they, said sisters yeah 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 it's actually another name listed as the as uh the brothers in that one or the wachowskis which is what they're well uh, but in that one you got the directors of cloud atlas were tom twiker or tyker right. however you say that and lana wachowski and i think that's when oh no they both both so there's three director credits on that movie Right. Uh, so I don't know who you give the credit to there. That's weird. So uh, my okay. So for anybody sends emails, watchable. yeah. I before didn't like anybody, it. before anybody sends an emails and say Brian's a moron for not liking the Matrix, I didn't say did not like the Matrix. I think the Matrix is good. I think my good is like maybe a B minus, and I think Scott's is like a B plus. So we're all in the same kind of category of good movie. I give it However, a. I'd be an I a. don't think. I don't think. I don't think it's so. <laughs> freaking amazing that it makes you know it makes these other things going like oh you have fallen so far i don't feel like they've fallen that far i would definitely say the matrix is probably the best of what they I did but i wouldn't say it's like such a stretch to go oh the matrix and then they made that stinker yeah like the matrix I mean, I sequels you gotta consider you don't have to just consider the movie but you gotta consider all the things that came after it that were influenced so heavily by the matrix right oh to, i don't, I don't deny that it, it was a milestone movie and that it did some things that were you know just... i mean those those gap ads with bullet time oh yeah right. don't forget who can forget those? I mean, thank you wachowski yes it influenced <laughs> thank a whole you. hell of things. Thank you for making Jump, Jive, and Whale by the Brian Setzer Orchestra permanently added to my playlist. It still does it, though, too. It, it, I, Gibbet makes a good point. Gibbet. <laughs> Sorry, Ibbet makes a good point. Good old Gibbet. Old Gibbet. Um, <laughs> is, uh, you know, to this day, there are movies that are in influenced by The Matrix. There are entire yes. YouTube channels that and don't exist without the influence of The Matrix. Like, The Matrix it, is an A. There is no B+. It is an A movie 
And if you're talking about how far they've fallen so, from it, imagine the so tip top of a tree, the very tip top of the tree. There's the matrix up right. there. And the rotten, dirty right. fruit at the base of the tree are all the other things they've directed. That's how and far I just, it fell. I, 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 wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to point out, you got to go back. you got to go back in time a long ways to find a few films. Like The Fifth Element was two years before The Matrix. Gattaca was two years before The Matrix. Uh, the Men in Black that same year. And then it's like you got to go back another seven years to find like Total Recall. There are not a lot of great films that are are preceding it, and so it really towers because you just didn't have anything to compare it to. Right, and that's my entire case. I, I we I mean obviously it's a so it's what you're saying right? is they could not. I, I'm saying that their directorial capabilities. Uh, comparing the matrix to something like cloud atlas is not so not such a wide gap that you're playing it is now i'm not saying that the matrix was great you know way more influential than cloud atlas was but i'm saying as far as their direct directorial abilities i don't think it's that different well, i think you the matrix was the right was the right movie at the right time with the right elements and it just hit. Can you capture that so again? Can you make that magic again? Well, that's know. the that's the trick. So and this many is... things we've never seen before when we saw Matrix. And if you need further proof, Brian Dunaway, uh, 2000 Saturn Awards Best Director for the Matrix, uh, 2004 <laughs> Golden Raspberry Awards Worst Director for <laughs> Matrix Reloaded <laughs> and Matrix Revolutions, Golden Raspberry Award 2016 Worst Director for Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> makes from, a big difference. You go from the Saturn Award for Best Director to two Golden Raspberry nominations. Now we have we have a contemporary example of this sort of thing, and that's M Night Shyamalan's film. So a lot of people so, think he peaked at. As some people think he peaked with his first movie. I think he right. peaked and, with his second movie, but and that's what I uh, what I was on my mind when I talked about hitting the pinnacle and then either declining or coasting or whatever you're describing, and and is it is it that the person just can't do it again? Like they just can't get there. They 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 expended their ammo, so to speak, or maybe they're just resting on their laurels. They've been there, done that. They've gotten their Oscar, and now they're just cashing in, like. Mm. Is it maybe it's some of both? But imagine if Christopher Nolan had peaked with like Memento, and wow. then every movie I've imagined if Dark Knight sucked and Interstellar sucked and The Prestige sucked and so on, you'd be like, "What are you doing? Why is he still making movies?" Yeah, no, that's hmm. a good point. I mean, he, I mean, he, he made. Uh, I mean, what was his big? Yeah, Memento. As you mentioned it, that thing was a big deal, and it propelled him into bigger things insomnia not as much but it was still a good movie it was just kind of a quieter not you know wasn't as as big as any of his other films but but you knew you had somebody special there and then you proved it later it was like oh okay he's gone on to do more and more stuff uh i would well, i would can you name anything that that uh, diablo cody has done since juno even though she's released like she's directed maybe half a dozen well okay maybe three or four films since no that's the thing i, I that's the the one that jumps out right okay yeah okay but diablo cody is is trying to do this right like very specifically see, taking I, taking you, on films that are destined to be small and unseen yeah right? i see what you're saying so like resting the more resting on your laurels like uh yeah, this will succeed whether or not I'm involved. I'm just phoning it in, kind yeah, of thing. Maybe I I always heard Young Adult was good, and I just never got around to it. But Which, the the other and, thing, and I'm, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that either. Like 
I, I just I get the feeling that there are filmmakers who they get passionate about stuff that's never going to find an audience, and that's just how they do it. Like mm-hmm. they're like this. I this script excites me. I'm going to make this movie, and I don't care if sure. if it's a, a movie that's going to have broad appeal. Right. Whereas the Wachowskis are trying to make movies with broad appeal. They're just not that good at it. They're a little. It's a little George Lucas. I hate to say it. Like George Lucas, yeah. uh, in a way, also peaked with Episode Four. He had different directors and writing help on five and six. And the prequels were then proof that, ooh, maybe he shouldn't be the only guy in the room. Like, Well, let's let's bring in Howard the Duck, too, to kind of further. Oh, <laughs> gosh, I forgot, dude. I totally forgot. But, and, you know, you could even. So you, is Speed yeah. Racer there, Howard the Duck? Oh, is right. That-, that movie we watched. Um, <laughs> that movie that we watched. That is? That movie we watched called Speed Racer actually uses bullet time. And yeah. I'm like, no, Wachowski. Oh, of course it does. No. Oh, of course it does. I mean, look, the the, the problem. This is everything. I mean, they threw everything at this film and, yeah. and decided, yeah. like, bullet time, uh, uh, high speed, low speed, montage, uh, anime backgrounds, bokeh, whatever that's called, everything. Yeah. I, would, I could have really gone for something that more embraced like for me, the, 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 the one foot in and one foot out approach of the film is my biggest problem with it. I think if they'd have gone completely wacko CGI, everything all the time, I would have liked that better. In fact, I think this would have been like a fun, I'm trying to think what studio would do it. Sony or Fox or somebody, but like a fun 3d film, like a 3d animated film. I remember when this came out, I saw it opening night in the theater and I remember the the talk like variety magazine the world's first live action anime and i'm like yeah and i went and saw it and i get it it's but like it's not necessary what you're talking about the the mix of live action and animation just it's not necessary they didn't have to do well, it's it also like jarring it's also that's yeah. that's my problem is it took me out of it and uh it took me out of it to the point that i was all i could think about was all right, yeah, this is 08. This is, uh, you know, a couple of years into the Xbox PlayStation 3 era. Uh, we're a 316 PS3, and we're, we're kind of at that part where everything's super dude bro racing uh, kind of stuff. We've hit a new level of CGI fidelity here, and now we're just going to overdo it, uh, completely overdo it, kind of like all the Agent Smiths in that sequel to The Matrix that was just mm-hmm. so overdone. They were like, you know what we can do? We can make it look like there's a bunch of Agent Smiths. So let's do the worst possible thing and have a billion Agent Smiths. And they didn't have time to refine that. There's way better tech now. You can do those sorts of things and not have it look so stupid. This is how that feels to me now. This feels like plastic and, Mountain Dew freaking garbage poop to me. And Scott, can I, can, <laughs> I want to name some movies for you. All right. I want to name some movies for you. All the right. Dark Knight, WALL-E, Iron Man, Slumdog Millionaire, Gran Torino, uh, Tropic Thunder, Quantum Solace, Man on Wire. Those were all 2008 films that came out in the same year as this one. Wow. All and good movies. Yeah. What a year. Yeah. It's a great for, year. For, for exciting movies, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm into the, that whole era is good. This movie is not. And here's the, here's the <laughs> but, thing. I was actually it, looking forward but, to this. I was looking forward to this. I thought, you know what? I'm, I didn't see it then. I like it when I, I get to see it for the first time. And I just right. was bummed out by all of it. This is boring. I knew I, would, I knew I would come in with this because I knew that was going to be a real look at what's entertaining versus, you know, what is, I don't know, good. Art. That, that word is what's entertaining because I will say I was entertained. 
I can't say that it was. There was things that annoyed me about it, but there was also things that I liked. And yeah. at the end of the, end of the day, even though it was a two-hour and fourteen-minute movie, which from the get-go I was like, "Oh no, it's too long." Two <laughs> hours and fourteen hey, minutes. Was, hey, guess oh, what? No. Guess what? I loaded up in a browser with those right. Netflix Chrome tools, and I set it to one dot twenty-five. Nice. Well, well I watched it oh, normal speed all the way through, and I was entertained by many performances. I was most annoyed. Uh, I would almost say by the special effects of the racing, the racing didn't bother me as much as some of the special effects that were going on, all the flashing, all the, that was annoying. I didn't like that. I didn't mind that because I like a good race. It reminded me of Wipeout. Remember Wipeout? Uh, me and it right, used to play right. a bunch of Wipeout. It reminded me of Wipeout. Yeah. yeah. The racing, does, racing wasn't too bad because I was worried. I was thinking there's going to be parts of this movie. They're going to be way too long and unnecessary. And I never really found which parts were way too long and unnecessary because I still found myself enjoying it. You like a monkey and like a kid. The, the, uh, the racing got a little repetitive. repetitive. I mean, how many times yeah. can you watch, oh, he's coming at you, Sh-doing, and he does a little flip <laughs> and then he's on the other side of the car. He hits the A, Sh-doing. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, okay, I mean, were, you, were you guys... <laughs> especially nine years after Phantom Menace. Like, oh, that, were you still raw? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, Phantom, I was. Phantom, remember, I was Phantom, like, Phantom Menace was the same year as Matrix 1 release anyway. Yeah. And, uh, Are you referring to pod racing? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, pod racing was pretty cool. Yes. That's it was the best saying. thing in the movie. Yeah, like, yeah. The best part of episode one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that's, and that's it. You're done. <laughs> I have seen all the racing I need to see that's super fast speed and all CGI. No more racing. And then this movie comes along and it's like, I heard you like the pod racing. Right. Oh, no, no, no. I'm done with it. I don't know. Oh, we're going to have like five different races. And the crowd at the races are below the track. Like you would you would buy those seats? No, they no. would all they, they all they all they all turn into a rubber ball and bounce away safely. So it's fine. Yeah. Oh, only yeah, yeah, only not not in the not in the rally races though. No, rally that's races, true. Yeah. Can we yeah. talk about that too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Like an afterthought. The whole like Oh, they didn't die. Their their car thing, like, you know, a second before their car exploded into a ball of fire, they were encased in a in a little ball of styrofoam, and they just floated down. Just yeah, right. Well, one of the mandates for this movie, because it was in development hell for a long time, but the one thing they wanted to do to was make it accessible uh, to young people. They wanted right. a PG rated so film. They, so. Yeah, they had to stay in the PG rating. Mm-hmm. So they they avoided. You know, killing people and having those stupid bubble things. But they in the rally, they kind of just glossed over it and said they didn't really say we don't use bubbles out here in the rally. But uh, well, they used them at the start where they were coming out of that temple and a bunch of balls or people that had blown up. The balls came bouncing out of the front of the temple. Yeah, yeah. But out in the desert, that looked like people were dying to me. I couldn't, yeah. know, except for the guy that fell off the uh, off the cliff and then he had a big parachute. I thing, kind of, I, I, I hated, I, right? I yeah. hate loved, I hate loved the theme gangs that were. The <laughs> I don't the, think they uh, were well defined the, is my problem. Can we get a trope alert? Sure. I, Why not? Hold on. I also I also hate loved the themed ammo that you've got yeah, on your cars. Yeah. If you're Vikings, you you have a beehive <laughs> catapult and if a you're the snake, oh the snake oiler, yep. you have a snake catapult. Like yeah. man, that's trophy. And, and yeah. how'd you get how'd you get bought off? Well, uh, these one guys get the get the money. Mm. These other guys they get furs. It's mm-hmm. just 
This yeah, the, whole, the, that was a weird, the weird Vikings thing, but for some reason first, I kind of liked it. The Vikings get like skunk legs or whatever the hell that yeah, was. Yeah. And, hey, can I can I say that that was what I think was the runner-up for what grossed Scott out the most was uh, <laughs> oh. them having meat grease all over their faces and rubbing grease. those furs all over their faces? Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. I actually wrote that down until I saw something grosser later. So that was yeah. probably exactly. runner-up. I know what the winner is. Come on. Yeah, there's... the winner's easy. The winner's, the winner's easy. Winner I can't is. think of the winner. No, the winner, the winner, the winner is, is freaking chimpanzee poo in your eye. Oh, oh the poo toss. Oh, that was Fa- great. Faces, as, as I was calling it. Faces. Nice. Faces. I didn't get that. That's, That's good. good. That's really wow. good. The faces. And that was all in that same desert scene, wasn't it? Every yeah, well, there. whatever that was. There was no, almost like was snow the, uh, there. It was the weird. final race, the the winding track up the hill, and they stopped for some reason to like swap out Christina Ricci for the uh, <laughs> yeah, Asian yeah. woman. Because oh, right. we've got time for that, apparently. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, she was... Well, whatever. Christina Ricci completely underused in this film, as far as I'm concerned. She's barely Absolutely. in it. Uh, it th- by the way, I don't know if you notice this, the little... played Sarandon. It was just like, why are you even here? Uh, she owed why? so many money or something. I don't know what that was about. She had to... There's no way she did this without her agent screwing her over or something. As, to, to, also, write this minute. Atlas, by the way. Oh, was <laughs> she? Maybe minute, she's a Wachowski, guys, Wachowski I just, fan, I guess. I, I just know. want you to know, right this minute, as we're talking... Uh, Christina Ricci and Susan Sarandon are hiding right over there in the kitchen. They're ducked down. Great. Over there. Great. Like, literally, you can't yeah. see them when they're, they're in a scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. that's a little bit weird. But but, but uh, what was I going to say? The um, the girl, the little girl who played her when she, they were younger. Yeah. Uh, that's right. the girl from young, Modern young Family. The Modern, Modern Family. Yeah, yeah the Ariel middle daughter. Winter? Is that her yeah. name? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ariel Winter, very good. The glasses wearing Ariel one. The, the, she was raised as in the show she was put out she was put out there as the kind of the nerd middle child, but she's uh she's once got her I, own thing. Once I saw that I had to go back and, and pull Tina into the room and say, All right, can you tell who this is? And she's like, No, I don't recognize her. I said, Now imagine her with glasses and she's like, Oh my god, that's the girl from Modern Family. Yeah. <laughs> she she was uh good for the part. But anyway, uh uh, what was I? I had a point with all that. Why? Where was I going? I don't know. Here's here's some trivia. Uh, the uh, the brother, the Friday Night Lights brother. I feel hmm. bad for him because he's cool. Yeah. He's he did all kinds of decent work on TV. I thought he'd have a bigger role. All he did was hop in there and and I, spend his uh, most of his most of the movie as Matthew Fox. Yeah, I will admit. <laughs> I will totally admit that I predicted Matthew Fox was going to have a huge career in entertainment like 15 years we ago. We all did. Boy, was I wrong. Well, I mean, look, there's nothing He's wrong. Lost, yeah, you know? he, he was, there's nothing wrong with Matthew Fox, but I think Matthew Fox suffers from almost the exact same problem everyone on Lost did. They were on a groundbreaking, earth-shattering show that changed TV forever. Yeah, yeah. And how can you not get, end up being typecast in a I, way? Like, I, I don't know how you want, avoid I it. Didn't, I didn't want to like him as Racer X. But I, I kind of no. He was fine. He was fine. It's not that he's it, bad. I, something, he's just... something worked about it. Did you guys just? Did you guys watch the the anime back in the day? Did y'all watch like the oh, yeah. entire whole fifty two yeah. episodes, season one only? I have a I have a no, plex never, I have a I don't plex think I've server. ever seen a full episode of Speed Racer the the animated show. I have a th- I have a whole Hulu. plex server full of them. I have tons of them. Yeah, yeah, they're good. It's on Hulu now, and it's one of the reasons why I gave this movie some leeway with visual because the original speed racer messed with perspective all the time uh it was just you know you would you would see a a track almost as a background because it was like flying up into the sky the the thing i didn't like was how they just inundated you all the colors 
I, I don't know. Yeah, they were really into that. But I don't know what else you do. Again, you either have to embrace that or you have to dial way back and just do like right. cars from, you know, Fast and the Furious. I mean, what is Fast and the Furious? It's Speed Racer with, a, you know, sm- smack talking <laughs> adults. Yeah, it's Vin Diesel okay, as but- Speed. <laughs> yeah, but the Fast and the Furious is this whole other thing where it's about international crime. Yeah. And it- this movie this movie has this really plain uh, message Right, and that is that capitalism leads to crime, which leads to people getting hurt. Yeah. Right? Also, right. It, it, right. It also, it's trying to say that what, what would the world be like if it was everything hinged on racing, like the entire right. society. Right. Racing, exactly. racing is a religion uh, yeah. for for these characters. Absolutely, which is you which know, I think you lean into, and I don't know if they did enough, but I I like I mean. That's why I, what I wanted them to do is embrace the ridiculous, just go all the way with it, and instead. I don't know. Maybe it's impossible to do. Maybe this is the wrong movie. I, Maybe they have the, to animate some it. Some of the things were ridiculous. Some of the things reminded me of the stuff that I, the parts they hated about uh, Looney Tunes back in the 90s. I like the movie, but there's like, there's stuff in that movie as well as Roger Rabbit, who everybody's trying to get us to watch. I don't dig the the bounciness of of like yeah. uh, guns and stuff and in the different play. I, I don't know. It, it annoys me. And they did that a lot in this because a lot of the weapons were real bouncy and jumping up and moving around. And it's just like, yeah, it don't just seem so. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I, I got a question for you, Brian Dunaway. Could you have done without the monkey entirely? Always. If the monkey you know, had not been in this movie, would oh, you have been okay? Always. I would have been okay if, without the monkey as long as they at least did a cameo. And they probably wish they hadn't had the monkey after the beating that that one monkey took. And by the way, friends who are in the midst of composing a tweet, I know it's an ape. I know. Yeah, the director Monobos? Is that what they're called? Chim Chim. Oh, no, no, no. His real name? Chim Chim. No, no, no. That's his real name. The kind of monkey it is. Chimpanzee. No, it's a Namobo something. A Bonobo? Bonobo, that's it. Chimpanzee in this movie. Well, it says here. It says. It says Bonobo monkey. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if this is right, but that's what the. Okay, no, I'll give that to you. How about we. Yeah. People get to know. write in their own their own like, trivia, though. Right. You know, if we believe the trivia, Arnold Schwarzenegger was considered for the role of Speed Racer. So oh, I don't know if we could completely. I was going to say Chim Chim. Chim Chim. <laughs> Chim Chim. I'll be back, he says. But anyway, look, here's the I, thing, I'm though. Looking, you have anime. You're talking about anime source material here. The rule with anime source material is you always have stupid sidekick humor thing. And it's usually some kind of little dirty old man scientist or it's some kind of weird animal like orco or the freaking whatever they were on thundercats what was that thing called Sh- but snarf wasn't, wasn't that 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 wasn't always from the source material sometimes we we added those in to americanize this no stuff. we did like, no uh, question i'm yeah. saying i'm actually saying it's the reverse i think the japanese tendency in anime to put to always insert one of those i think they think they got that idea from us because we always did it with like old disney stuff there was always right. some bird or shitty animal sidekick or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that's, I think they got it from us. A lot of their stuff's inspired by, you know, Disney and stuff from that era. Then they turn around and make anime into something that's such a force in the world that now we look at it and get inspiration from it. But they retain that weird stuff, a monkey and a kid. That is so a thing yeah. they would do. And if you made this and movie without it, there'd be fans who, you know, poop their pants. They'd be oh, so upset. Absolutely. You'd at least have to have a cameo. I mean, you I couldn't you ignore the monkey entirely. Yeah. What about and 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 by the way, I've just been looking this up. I think it is a bonobo. It, you know, generally speaking, they look the same. They're a little smaller than a, a chimpanzee. Its name is Chim Chim. 
So yes. that just that that led me astray. Bottom line, we all know it's an ape, folks, but we're gonna call it a monkey. Carry on. Pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure they they just they needed it to look like a chimp. Bonobos look like chimps. Uh, done. Oh, right. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Willie and Kenzie were the two chim uh, the two bonobos that played uh, right. chim chim. But I think I think if you you know you couldn't eliminate them completely, but I could have done with a little bit less of spritle and spriddle or whatever okay, his, but, his name was. Let me. Let me rephrase Ricky my Feldman question. And Jim Jim. Yeah. Let me rephrase my question. When you're going from a comic to a live action, can't you lose characters that don't make sense of course. in reality? Of course. Yeah. 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 Have you seen any crypto yeah. in any of the uh, Superman exactly, adaptations? Exactly. Exactly my point. <laughs> and I don't understand why the monkey is in this movie. Crypto was the dog, right? Yeah. I think. It's... I think it's a closer. I think you can't eliminate the 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 monkey or the the chimpanzee completely because it's, it's hard. Well, what yeah, do you mean it's hard? Yeah, is I mean, there pooping everywhere? Or what do you mean it's hard? No, well, because it's hard because Spritel was such a huge component in the original anime. And was he though? He was Scrappy Doo. He was Scrappy Doo in that show. <laughs> but he was that's scrappy funny. dude from the beginning. There's a, there's a thing there's a thing that's going on in this movie that I really really enjoyed and I can't quite put my finger on how to explain it, but it's the thing that I enjoyed about uh, the Adams family watched is Christina Ricci. Now, um, it's the <laughs> it's the family it's the family dynamic of the family against the world, and even though there may be some conflict in the family, it's very. Uh, it's very to the side. They still stick together. Yeah, I it's like not that. It's not cynical about family. The dad is not trying to cheat. The mom is not angry at the dad and calling him a deadbeat. They avoid all of those family stereotypes that we seem to see so much in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. I like to see a functioning family, even the dad who knows he has made a mistake with his oldest son. I Rex. totally agree. Yeah, He's I agree with that. Adjustments. My favorite part yeah. of the movie was that, and I also like the scene, which should have been too maudlin to enjoy, but I like the scene at the end where he's pulling out the last part of the race and figuring out a way to win, and he's his car's all over the place. I, I couldn't actually tell you what the hell was going on with the car, but <laughs> but he had this montage memory of his mom encouraging him, his dad having that yeah. son-father conversation. Like that, that all felt really nice like that was nice and right. i agree with you that that's a nice alternative to I, cynicism I it's was, just the rest of I the movie is no story uh, let me find a better word i was disturbed <laughs> by the the whole deci decision that even though rex is still alive uh everybody who loved him and lost him isn't gonna get to find out right yeah, like and that I was like if i lost my son you better come yeah. <laughs> find me later and tell me you're okay. That's the so soap I, opera. That's the soap opera part of this whole. It's thing. set up right. for. It's set up for the sequel that never would happen. Exactly. Right. I mean, it's yeah. like all right, the sequel. Matthew Fox says, especially my problem with it was, you're my brother Rex, and you're you know you're uh, you're Racer X, Racer Rex. Oh, I get it Racer now. Racer Rex. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit! I didn't and even. For, <laughs> that's that just barely came into my head after you said it i had no idea and for him to say no no i'm not it's like oh come right. on the character figured out who you are you can't you, you, you have to own up to it then yeah no, i agree apparently not i agree by the way john goodman 
most favorite thing of the whole movie, I think. He's always I, good. Are you kidding? He's I, great. I was he's here. Good. I was here and there. Like he was. He was good. He did his best. I just. I don't know why. I never bought it. I always felt like he was an intruder on the movie somehow. <laughs> and it, well, I guess it's yeah. because I've seen him. Like I just saw him on Saturday Night Live a couple weeks ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like here, here's probably why is, he's done. His role in this is not like the the TV show. The dad was involved in every step of everything. It was always going yeah. on. And he was always going, all right, Speed Racer, let's get this car together. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like a lot of that stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this thing, he's just sort of, well, I'll teach my kids to do good stuff. See ya. And then he's not there. I'd be watching that race. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's great in that John Goodman's great, but I'm not so sure he was well used here. I mean, he's no uh, stranger. Tell to, this was, yeah. this was like in the middle of his weight loss period where he was starting to get boobs. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He'd been losing some, some, some big body weight but his boobs weren't yeah. catching up to that and, right uh, he was upper deck man big time yeah it's uh was this right around the same time as uh the flintstones is this this is like after well after it's gonna be like well ten, eight years after something like that okay. but i was just gonna say he's no stranger to weird stuff like that like taking an animated show and making a movie out of it with you know right. the first flintstones was him He's always down to clown that guy. He's like, I'll be in your fancy Coen Brothers movie, and I will also be the dad from Speed Racer. Like, he's just fine. I'll be in Argo and... <laughs> and right. Roseanne. And I'll do another thing. Like, he's he is Here's the most the versatile... Yeah. <laughs> it's like the most versatile dude. I just think he's great. He'll, he He's one of those guys that I always worry... Just because, you know, he's a bigger dude, and he's getting older, and yeah. even with his weight loss, you just worry about him, and... I just I'm not gonna hate that day where Twitter gets filled yeah. with news that John Goodman passed. That's gonna suck. Oh, I I really dug the whole uh, ninja fight scenes. In oh, that I way. hated them when they were getting when they were getting attacked. Not because I thought they portrayed ninjas very well. <laughs> I just thought it was a lot of fun. Well, the the, chore- the I'll give you the choreography was all right. It was good. Those guys know what they're doing with right. that stuff. So sure. I like the uh, the guy getting pinned behind the bed and then getting the bed pushed against him to where he folded up like a taco. Folds up, folded ninja. <laughs> it was very Top Gun, wasn't it? I, I, what was it? Uh, Nicky Gun. Uh, oh Sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, like I, I don't know. This is this is the sort of thing that, uh, like, if I'm looking at this from a broad camera, like I zoom way up and just say, "All right, you had a whole bunch of choices of famous." <laughs> Uh, let's just say beloved stuff that came out of Japan or even, I don't know what their intent was. Maybe they loved the source material and were always trying to get this project green letter. Who knows? They were, they, this, this thing was, in, uh, what from like 1998 went through Oh, earlier, many, even earlier than that. A lot yeah, of, went through a lot of, yeah. See, and I wow. wish they would have gone Voltron or, um, what's the one with the big ship in space? Uh, it's like a Voltron boat. also. No, not that. <laughs> It's, uh, oh, I always forget the name of this. I used to love Battlestar it. Battlestar Galactica. No, but it, Battle, wait, that's close though. Battle, Bra- not Brave Bat- Star. Battle, Battleship Titanic. No, Bra- but Bra- it was Star? like a giant boat in the in space. It was an anime. Oh. It, it looked like a boat. Robo- but, Robotech? No, I like Robotech Cruise? too though. But that's my point. Like all of that stuff was ripe for the picking. I don't know why Speed Racer. <laughs> it's well, fun that I finally uh, get to do it to you. <laughs> yeah, no, it is good. It is good. I can't I, think of the name I, I gotta of it. say. As, as hard as I rack Star my Blazers. Sorry, Star Blazers. Star Blazers! Yeah, sorry. Space Battleship that. Yamato. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that was as, the name of that. I was getting cut off because I did say that. Oh, you did say I didn't hear you. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> That's why. Oh, okay. So I, I couldn't think. I tried to really rack my brain about how to do this differently. And 
in the end, it always looked like this. It always ended up being this really movie that we saw. I yeah. just can't imagine it being any really much different. When you say much different, you mean better or worse or just it just this is as good as you're ever going to get with Speed this Racer is, live action. I think this is about as good as you're going to get on a Speed Racer. Like they could they could have they could totally go back and since everything was shot on green screen, they literally could almost remake this movie. Yeah. And get rid of all those special effects. So much of a screen screen. I just think they should. They could remake the movie without even having the actors come back. Yeah, like, totally. they probably have so much green screen footage, the entire movie in green and screen, they, they could just, like, replace the green screen footage with stuff. Yeah. And it's two hours and 14 minutes long. There's plenty that you could skip. Yeah. And then you could dub some stuff. Whole new movie. Uh, according to producer just, Joel Silver, the movie was largely shot in green screen in 60 days. And there was also a J.J. Uh, Abrams draft of the screenplay that did not get picked up. I would like to see what that was. Just yeah, kind of curious. Yeah, right. I mean, 08 would have definitely been still sort of TV J.J. And he hadn't, uh, he, you know, he hadn't branched out to be Joe director like he is now as much as he is now anyway. But yeah, like I would like to read that. I just don't know. To answer your question, I don't know if you make this. I don't think you can. I think it's it, this needs to be. Live action. Uh, if you're going to make an anime into, into a thing today, I think you go, not live action, uh, 3D animated. Look at uh, Astro Boy as an example. That turned yes, out sir. great for what it is. Mm -hmm. That would have been I mean, terrible live action. Incredible style 3D animation. I think it would be fantastic. Like kind of goofy stylized bodies and, and, and stuff like That's that. Good, yeah, exactly that. Because the exactly music that. Uh, was created for this was also the Incredibles. Same guy, right? What about just more more realistic live action? Like, you know, when they made Mad Max Fury Road, there was a lot of green screens, but you don't you don't ever think about it. There's a lot of pl movie. practical though in that movie. Like, if right, you go yeah. watch the and, special and stuff, you're like, whoa! And it gives all this realism to it, right? You know, right? And like, I, I don't know. I, I, it's it's hard because Speed Racer is about these crazy cars on crazy tracks, right? Mm. So, but. But still, I feel like it could have been more realistic. You know what? You just you just said it. I think you just summed it all up for me. I already have a movie about racing across the desert that I love <laughs> more than anything in you this world. To invoke, you had to invoke the MMFR. It's true. I was going to yeah. say, I, was, I actually thought about not saying that. I was going to say Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure, that's fine too. But they don't really race anywhere, do they? They have a freaking raccoon man. And somehow I feel like way more realistic than Speed Racer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, totally. No, I mean, yeah, if we're going to, you know what? Actually, good example of lots of color and lots of style and then yeah. successfully pulling it off. I think that's a, I think the Guardians movies, Speed Racer would kill to be a Guardians movie because oh, it, right. it's all about execution and they just absolutely did it right. But I'm serious about this. Road Warrior is Speed Racer or uh, Fury Road is Speed Racer. It's just a different tone. It's much darker. It's a, kind of a hideous future and there aren't happy smiling moms to give you good advice but it's still just badass let's get across this place and beat these weirdos like it's really that movie so i can't believe i'm saying this <laughs> but but mad max fury road is speed racer but done correctly <laughs> mm, keep saying it it's getting better with each title telling right <laughs> say it again <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> it just seems I even wrote down Mad Max in my notes because there's the scene in the desert where I was getting a little excited. You know, I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> desert racing. I'm into Mad it. Max. I'm into it. And for some reason, this is something I should at least get out there for full disclosure. My daughter uh, saw this in 08. 
my oldest daughter, and we were talking about it the other day, and I told her I had to watch it. She loved this, and her classmates and kind of her generation in her in her school anyway loved this movie. This was a big deal for them, and I, she was probably the age I would have been during the first Back to the Future or something. And I wonder, again, this is one of those movies that if you were just the right age, man, I'll bet this was something else, you know? Mm-hmm probably blew their minds and she still thinks it's great so yeah i don't know i i once again i i find it on the spectrum of entertaining yeah can i really can you i can really say that sure my, you can, say can that. i defend my position on that of course you can not much yeah half of it very entertaining and i feel like if it was a 90 minute movie or even an hour and 45 minute movie like I was cheated out of the entertainment by a long periods of stuff that was not entertaining yeah. or not necessarily not entertaining, but just, but, but just repetitive. So would you, would you cut the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the mafia with the piranha scene? Would you, have, would you cut that with rain? Because you know, we, we all want to beat up rain, right? Is that something that people want to do? Is that, yeah, that was, I, that was a little <laughs> useless. Superfluous. Mm. Here's the, here's the weird thing. You know, I was making fun of it from the top of the show for being a, a, a series of montages but it was a series of montages. And when I hated the movie and I was bored was when it wasn't montaging. Mm-hmm. And it's like, montaging. you could go into any scene where people were just talking and doing something and cut something out of it. Every mm-hmm. scene where people were just having a normal movie was too long. Yeah. Right. But I don't think it, I, there's a lot of scenes that could be cut that I don't think would damage the film, but I can't think of any scene that, I was just like, oh god, I wish they would cut this. Like, it is so mm. painful. It's just like uh, it'd be nice if they if there was a, a shortcut and then I could get the Blu-ray. There's a better there's a better movie movies. that pulls this off, and it's Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, and cool. and by pulling it off, I mean really like yeah. visually, uh, tonally, like it knows what it is and it leans into it. So and- maybe maybe if we had went back, not as many people uh, enjoyed the manga that started all of the speed racer uh is not as well known as the is the anime right uh but perhaps going back to the manga uh source material would have been maybe a little less sure but crazy. you know hollywood with all their money they're like well we got to make this appeal to everybody as we possible had, and the anime is still weird for a lot of people yeah and blah, 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 i yeah. feel like i feel like the movie kick-ass did that pretty well yeah it's another good example uh, it, it has some faults but it it stays true to the comic book pretty well yeah and 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 it's it never like bores you to tears with exposition i also feel like in a post successful marvel world because remember iron man was 08 as well so we hadn't we hadn't seen what the mcu was going to be like yet until that hit i think maybe in a post marvel success like let's put this at you know 2014 and and on you could have maybe made a space a speed racer that that was able to take more risks and not try to fill all the little you know, what would a speed audience. racer from 1992 look like? Because we were not even, ready. We were not prepared like, for the CGI with that. Would yeah. it have looked like Jurassic Park? Is that like... No. Right. I don't think you know they'd even saying? attempt to do the... I think they just use practical cars. It would have been just a racing sh- movie. Holiday Nights Grand, with... Uh, Grand Prix stuff. <laughs> the snake oil, dude. I could go for that. What would what it just described as a film I'd see? I'd spend money on. <laughs> By the way, the youngest brother, the Spritle kid, Spritle, whatever his name is. Spritle. He didn't do, go on to do a whole ton of things, but uh, his most latest film is a movie called Sex Guaranteed. 
So if you thought this was too PG for you, I don't want to see that. Yeah, go see younger. Go see Spridal in Sex Guaranteed, where he start where Grindr. he starts with co- <laughs> co-star Chim Chim. You no, know, I don't want that at all. <laughs> um, it, all right. it just reminded me. Uh, I have a former coworker, a friend who uh, worked at Blizzard for a while and and moved on last year, and uh, he's a, a real uh, creative type, and so he's got a lot of credits in uh, IMDb. And uh, he moved. He moved on. And I was just thinking earlier today about. Uh, I wonder if he ever got credited on something that I might know in his time. In his time as an adult working before Blizzard. And so I went and looked up. And I'm looking Blizzard title, Blizzard title, Blizzard title. And I go back, and the only thing I found that wasn't a Blizzard title that he worked on was called Porn Tourage. Oh, jeez. Jeez. It's in IMDb, and I'm like. I wonder if you could ask IMDb to lose a credit. Like, right. <laughs> Be careful what you get. Right. Annul. Basically, it's an annulment of yes. the... <laughs> porn tourage? I'm trying to find this. How do you spell that? Well, <laughs> really? I really? want to know what that if is. I just wanted to know what it... How, how's it spelled? I want to know what that is. Porn... Just, 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 start, writing, just porn start writing tour. porn and see what comes up. <laughs> you Actually, you want to know? Here's what it says. Pornographic material, number one. Oh. Number two, oh, wow. porn addiction recovery. Number three, porn star martini. Number four, pornography. <laughs> Next one, pornography statistics. Next one, pornography definition. You know what? This definition. is the best because... I, go ahead. Hold on. Porno grind bands is next. Then porno, por, uh, pornography stats, porn blocking app, and porn induced education. So Wow. Let well, me just tell you my favorite thing about porn tourage. And you can't, if you just spell P-O-R-N-T-O-U-R-A-G-E. You'll see it. Poor age. And it's all on YouTube, by the way. Yeah. Oh, it my is? Favorite, my favorite thing about porn tourage. First thing that came up when I Googled it. <laughs> did you scroll you scroll down and it's like details, country, USA, language, English, box office, budget, one thousand dollars. Parentheses nice. estimated. Wow. <laughs> wow. Ooh, the accounting's pretty rough. Yeah. The accounting's pretty rough on that. Oh, I can't find it yeah. on YouTube. I'm dying to know what the plot is, that's all. Uh, uh, an entourage parody. parody website. Uh, follows an up-and-coming male porn star. Up-and-coming. His, his agent <laughs> to the sex stars, and, of course, his porn tourage. Okay, so it's entourage with porny stuff. Great. It's on, yeah. Well, it's entourage with more porny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Really I good. never saw that show. I assume there was a lot. It was HBO, so it had a lot and, of naked uh, people in it. Yeah. And just scrolling through the... Um, it looks like it's... it's or maybe... Uh, hard pg-13 there's no it doesn't look like there's any actual nudity in it there's implied nudity quite a bit but um this is safe for somebody to watch actually yeah who knows i don't know but i don't i don't know if i want to be the uh, jeremy piven character no you don't you don't uh the other by the way my other daughter says that she watched this with me for about I don't know, five minutes. And she turned to me and she goes, this is terrible. I said, I know. Entourage? No. No, Speed, Speed Racer. Speed Racer. Speed Racer. And I, oh. we watch this week. And I said, uh, I said. Oh, we're back to talking yeah, about we're, Speed Racer? We're back to Speed Racer. We're off Entourage now. She says, um, this is like Spy Kids crap is what she said to me. It, yeah, that's oh. a really good comparison. That's it. it yep. I yeah. liked Spy Kids so much more, though. Yeah, but you didn't really it, like Spy Kids, did you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like you liked it, but you didn't really like it. It's just I did watch that when Tristan was of the age to enjoy Spy Kids, and I feel like I did it. Enjoyed it, sorta. Of. Yeah, I felt like I hated but it. Yeah, it is, it is that whole thing of like the um, 
the 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 overuse of CGI where you know that they're just sitting in a green box and yeah. thing yeah uh, is going on around yeah that's and, that's uh, my whole thing is like that whole well a lot of the Rodriguez movies of that time all felt like that like even I don't know even the Dame Shark Kill Boy film. and Lava Girl yes in three D yeah that was bad let's try right. to forget about that. And I, did, I will say this is what happened, though. Right after all this was done, I had this inc- uncontrollable urge to fire up Burnout Paradise and play it. So I did. <laughs> I played Burnout Paradise for like an hour after I watched this movie because crashing and flying all over the place and destroying a city with a car is a cool idea. So I did that. I I now own that game, Burnout Paradise, on three different platforms. Same. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what my problem is. I do too. Is. I have it on a, P- I have a PC, PlayStation, and Xbox version of the original, and I really want the PC version of the remastered, but that's not out yet. It is still. I mean, I think it's just straight up my favorite racing game of all time. We talked. There, a, a Dunaway and I talked about this on Boot, but it's and it's just an iOS so good. Sort of version that you can get um, that you recommended for um, App Slappy a couple weeks ago that I picked up. Oh, was it? It wasn't Burnout. App though, what was it? Couldn't have been burnout because burnout paradise as much as it was. It was a racing game. Was it Sunset? Oh, oh yeah, no, that game's cool. Except all, I would, I'd compare that more to Outrun or um. And uh, yes, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But Burnout Paradise, which is, I don't know. Oh wait, also by the way, two thousand eight. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, is now at their tenth anniversary. They have a remastered version coming out. That that is the peak of destructible car racing open world stuff nobody's quite captured it since it's so good oh my gosh mm-hmm. burnout paradise go play it the one that's yep. on pc the steam version is just fine and looks great on there still i play it in 4k it looks great so the expansion one. is is one of those examples of an expansion to a game that has no distinction from the original game it's called uh, big surf island i think oh yeah that right? that's it and you can't when you drive from the original game into Big Surf Island, you practically see no difference. Like it's it added some space, some territory, but it really added nothing to the game. It's 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 one of those weird things. It is weird. I mean, they had new races and new new events, but it wasn't that much. But that enhanced version comes with all that DLC plus whatever else they released. It'll have multiplayer again. Like I'm I'm all for Paradise getting its love back because it's 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 holds up. It's really good. Anyway, uh, do you think Bernoulli... Okay, I kept hearing him bring up Bernoulli all the time. It's a tire people, right? Tire manufacturer? Is that who Bernoulli is? Well, it's is? also uh, the um, the scientist that came up with that theory that if... Well, not theory, but proved the theory that if you had a wing shape, air would travel faster along the bottom than with the top and give you lift. I didn't know that. So lift, yes. The the air travel thing has been disproved since Bernoulli. But- oh, Liar. Yes, but still, <laughs> liar. But still, that's cool. I had no idea. Is it like a Professor Bernoulli? Is that the guy I should be? Daniel. Daniel, Daniel Bernoulli. Bernoulli. Yes. Old DB. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Well, anyway, <laughs> I wondered it because now they're kind of known for tires. Like everyone talks about Bernoulli. They talk about fancy high-end tires and rims and all. And hard drives. You remember Bernoulli hard drives? No. Did they make hard drives? Company, but like Bernoulli hard drives, I remember being a big thing in the '90s when I was buying. Mm-hmm hard drives for computers for my company let me see if that's the same people bernoulli hard drives yeah they made an eight inch wait what is a bernoulli disk drive oh this is crazy removable disk storage system technology released for the omega Omega. oh it was a bernoulli disk it wasn't made by them it was just called that okay 
Got it. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, zip drive's not enough for you? Well, let's upgrade to a Bernoulli disc. <laughs> that's right. And they based it on this Daniel Bernoulli guy you guys mentioned. So that's cool. Well done, iOmega. They're here in Roy, Utah. Anyway, that's not important. But Bernoulli, the tire people, do you think they got money for this? Because they kept, they were the only brand I kept hearing over and over was Bernoulli. Hmm. So I didn't even notice product, that. Product that never came, got through to me. Well, John Goodman kept bringing it up. Okay. Yeah. Was it, he had the engine or something, right? It was better. I thought it was just tires or something. Tires I or something. Maybe it was, oh, the, was the tires too. I don't know. I think he mentioned something about the the engine was different than the other one because they were facing some kind of patent issue or something. Where do they keep the you goo? Put on those Bernoullis. <laughs> where Where do you think? Or where did they put the goo that would make the GI Joe? Um, sorry, I call it GI Joe because when the in GI Joe, no one ever died. They always had a parachute or you know, plane would right, crash. Right. Everybody would live. Those balls that they would turn themselves into in the car, where the hell is all that stuff kept? Is that in some kind of like little pouches on the side of the car? Like that just no, they have, they, yeah. yeah, they have little chimps in there with a little like little bubble stick, bubble wand. <laughs> <laughs> well then what saves the chimps? Yeah, the chimps <laughs> all die. That's the, the chimps, oh. they, they just die. That's that's the reason why Chim Chim was in Speed wow. Racer's trunk. Yeah. <laughs> and they saved Chim Chim. And by the way, that shit Chim Chim threw into the face of the guy from V for Vendetta that barfed in the shower, <laughs> that guy. Um, when he threw his poo at him, he, it wasn't lost on me that that chimp had to, or that, but, uh, whatever monkey it is, uh, ape pooped in its hand to then throw it. It's not like he yes. keeps extra in there. Yes. And remember folks, when you poop in your hand and then throw it, poop in the right hand and then go shake hands with somebody. Only, <laughs> only in the get right a, hand. You get now. double yeah. use from it. I see. Yeah. It's pretty offensive. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, well, the uh, from that's it. where that phrase comes from. <laughs> Is that where it came from? I wasn't. I wasn't aware. Uh, Jim, back. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. That's your movie. We should do clips. Should we do clips? What do you guys think? Oh yes. All right. Let's A lot of. <laughs> yeah, it's all engine clips. sounds. This entire rest yeah. of the show. So buckle in. Actually, it's not too many. It's not too many clips. But here's a few. Uh, here's a line at the beginning. Holy cannoli speed. Holy cannoli speed. And the oh, Australian guy. Oh, forgot about the. Uh, if there if there was a phrase called a token Australian, yeah, well he's like he's this like your movie, token whatever mechanic. I guess really got out of hand with the the accents and people from places with you know the French and the German and the Australian and so on like out of hand. Stop it. Yeah, they were all well, over the place. That's kind of source material or material from the dub version, right? Because. They did a lot of all these weird accents in the dub version. Yeah, that's racing. true of the cartoon. Yeah, I didn't think yeah. about that. The two announcers at the beginning who were calling the the race were the vo the actual voice actors from the old show. They were called Peter Fernandez and Corinne Orr. They're the original English voice actors for Speed Racer. Uh, also did Racer X, that guy, and then Trixie and Sprittle are um, were voiced originally by this Corinne woman. So anyway, hmm. they got a little little cameo going there. Uh, let's see. Here's one for, uh, oh, I put a kid, a uh, bad actor kid is what I wrote here. Here you go. There's a speed racer. My daddy told me that his daddy used to work for the machine on motorworks, but he quit. My daddy told me that it was a completely crazy thing to do. He says the whole family is crazy. She's bad. Oh my gosh. She's horrendous. Yeah. Feels like the girl, uh, you know, like a blonde version of the, um, the Veruca Salt from the, the remake of uh, Willy Wonka. Oh, the newer one? Yeah. yeah. 
Wait, wait, uh, wait. Yeah. Oh, that's right. With the mom that that's um that was in um uh, those other movies. Uh <laughs> Dodgeball. She was in Dodgeball and uh the blonde, right? The the uh it's, what's the space one we all love? Uh with Tim Galaxy Quest? Galaxy Quest. She's the one that's with the guy that's oh, always right. going, Oh, we can't we <laughs> <That's> right, <yes. laughs> She's the woman in there. Anyway. Missy Pyle. Missy Pyle. How can Pyle. we, how can we forget good. Missy Pyle? I never do. That's such a great I, name. I, I could never forget. Back in ELR times, we would talk about Missy Pyle, but we call her Messy Pyle back then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Weird. Here's, we're back to the monkey. Here's Jack from Lost. Now he's going to be the best. If they don't destroy him first. So so that's when we were, we were supposed to think he was a villain then, right? Is that the deal? Yeah. Yeah. Just like Current yeah. era. We were supposed to think he was a villain. Mm-hmm. He's a Clops poop. outfit on him. He's a poo-poo head. Yeah. Uh, this line is this guy sucks. So here's that. Mr. and Mrs. Racer, I hope you will forgive this imposition. These are bluebells from Eden Inc. I'm told they'll bloom at least three times, each time a different color. Oh, geez. All right. Yeah. He's the one that barfed in V for Vendetta. That was the guy I was talking about earlier. Hmm. Do you remember that scene? So it is a perfect example of what you do when you can't get um, Tim Curry. Oh my gosh, dude. That's, that's, it's discount Tim Curry. It's low rent Tim Curry. Yeah. B move, B. Oh my B-mo- gosh. That's, you nailed it. That's exactly what I was thinking while I watched it, but I couldn't place it. That's his job. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's really good. Uh, here's a Commodore 64 reference, which I don't think we've ever had on the show. So here's our first one. I still remember working all night on a Commodore 64 in the basement of my foster parents' home. Nice. Nice. Foster parents' home. I just caught that part. Yeah. He was a foster oh. kid. They were trying to say that all the foster kids turn out to be evil, horrible, genius people. Hmm. Yeah. Nice nice lesson there. And thus guaranteeing that no generation after ours will ever understand that line. Yeah. Right. Well done. Here's a, a Christina. What's her name? Here you go. Hubba hubba. There's that. That's about all she said the whole movie. That, was that and Cool Beans. Oh, yeah, Cool Beans. I hate that. Don't you hate that phrase, Cool Beans? Cool Beans. I don't like it. Here's John Goodman. Cool He's just trying to scare you, son. They tried the same thing with Rex. If it's a fight they want, it's a fight they'll get. How? How? It's a good question. How? Here's some time with Mom. Uh, whoops, there it is. Speed. When I watch you do some of the things you do, I feel like I'm watching someone paint or or make music. I go to the races to watch you make art. And it's beautiful. I think it's chaotic and hard to follow, but whatever. Mm-hmm. She she and I can agree to disagree. Mm. How about this one? I don't know what they said is what I wrote. So here it is. Like a baby needing its diaper changed. <laughs> Something about a baby in a diaper getting changed? Like a baby needing its diaper changed. Oh, Like on. a baby needing its diaper changed. Once you explain that, it, it's, it's so good. Once you explain it, it's exactly right. I couldn't hear it either. Okay, here's the worst dad joke in the movie. Was that a ninja? More like a nonja. Get it, nonja? Like oh, a nonja. So dead joke. So dead joke. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, I don't oh, like it. I, but I tell you, man, I don't know. Something about him uh, grabbing the ninja, you know, and just grabbing both of them and then shows up with the wrestling rings. He's a champ. Just like, yeah. That was pretty cool. 
But they don't Even play that him. stuff up enough. They should have leaned in. Uh, here's Bye Bye Little Turd. Bye Bye Little Turd. All right. There's that. Snake Oil. Snake Oiler. Was that his name? Snake Oiler? Yep. Snake Oiler. All right. Here's John Goodman, who has a few things to say. Speed, before you go, I'd like to say a few things. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I've mixed two clips of John Goodman. What is that? Oh, that's for, is that for yeah. Barton Fink? What was that? It's okay. a Barton Fink when he was barfing. Yeah. Barfing Fink. I couldn't help it. Oh, well, yeah, barfing Fink. Why didn't we think of that before? That's pretty good. We might have on that episode did. of Film Sack. I don't think we did. I would have remembered that. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that was, yeah. Um. Okay, that kid is wily. That kid is wily. No, I literally repeated it. There you go. All right. Um. I don't know what this is. It doesn't matter if racing never changes. What matters is if we let racing change us. Oh gosh, Matthew Perry, speak up. Every line in that movie, I barely hear him. He doesn't come out. It's like a Christian Bale. Yeah. It's like Christian Bale in a Batman movie. Yeah. Except those are more like, <laughs> hey, listen. Oh, I hate his Batman. His is the worst Batman. Like, oh, yeah. listen, I love those Bale films. They're the best Batman movies ever made. But yeah. he sucks when he talks when he's Batman. <laughs> just don't talk. Can we just have a silent Batman place? For real. Mute, mute or the Batman. Or give him that cool modulator that uh, Zippy has now. That's pretty cool. If he'd had that, I'd have been with it. But he's not good at doing that whole, <laughs> you guys, seriously, I'm Batman. Like, he sucked at that. Ugh. So write me and come at me, bros. Tell no, me I'm no, wrong. You're absolutely right. You know, he says I'm Batman, and you're like, mute yourself. Make that your job. Yeah, mute it's is horrible. Your job. Delete your account. All right. Oh, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on from clips because they're done, and it's time for this. It's the film side checklist. It's no matrix check. Not yep. your best height of Lost's popularity move there, Matthew Fox. Check. Mm-hmm. And finally, a uh, whole planet based on video game style racing. Check. Definitely got hey, that. Hey, Scott. Yeah. I have, a, I have a question for you. Go ahead. I'm going to name some movies, and I want you to tell me what they have in common. Go. Lost, the Star Trek reboots, The Incredibles, Up, Super 8, Mission Impossible 3, Ghost Recall, uh, Rogue One, Inside Out, Jurassic World, Zootopia, Doctor Strange, and Ratatouille. Oh my gosh! Um, I know the answer. Oh, what is it? <laughs> it's, uh, Gino? Giacchino? Yes. Oh, ding, music. Ding, ding. Oh, music of Michael Giacchino. Yeah. Yes. I, I didn't our, know. I, I didn't must, know that's what I was listening to last night. That's, that's must cool. be our greatest living composer for film score at this point. Mm. Oh, I must I, be. I would agree. And the only one that I've ever uh, had drinks with in the Bellagio. Oh, uh, hotel bar. <laughs> Every time Brian tells that, I just I have to warn him. Just careful not to trip over that name you drop. Just just to drop yeah. that name any chance I get. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm I don't disagree that I'm he's up that there. Yeah. He's up there, but I don't know that I'd say John Williams is dead yet. I don't know that I'd say that uh, that Hans Zimmer should be pushed down the list. I think there's plenty of good composers right now. He's great, no question, no question. Again, I come, just I I wanted to bro. stop you right before you put a soundtrack grade on this because. I I can easily name a dozen better scores <laughs> by him. Well, I put one. in here uh, I put KO for kind of okay. I think it's good for what it's supposed to do, and I think toward the end it really crescendoed and, and came out pretty good. But for the most most of the movie, there's just so much chaotic talking happening that it didn't really work for me. I do like how he, um, I like how he 
integrated the theme from the cartoon in there. And if you haven't seen the cartoon, it won't make any sense. But that the way that thing inserts itself is pretty nifty. I like that cartoon. Never seen the full cartoon, but I know the song enough to recognize the the that um, that sting in the in the uh, the regular music. Sure, it was good. I like that. Susan Sarandon, by the way, is our only Star Trek connection. She played Mom. Literally, that's her whole name, and this is Mom. Uh, Mom Racer. Chris Sarandon, Susan's first husband. Oh, I guess it wasn't her, but her first it's husband. Even a, it's not even a Susan Sarandon connection. <laughs> no, it's her husband. That's lame. Daryl, this is lame. It's, uh, it's degrees of Star Trek. Yeah. it's uh, He played Martis Mazur in the Star Trek Deep Space Nine episode Rivals, so sort of connected. Maybe maybe he went to work one day and she said, where are you going? Oh, I'm doing Star Trek today. Okay, see it. That's the connection. Uh, Abrams so, is more of a Star Trek connection than Susan Sarandon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. J.J. Abrams directed Star Trek movies. Two of them. Derp. And, um, uh, and did the original draft of Speed Racer. There you go. Uh, star or sorry. Soundtrack grade. I, get, I already told you. All right. Now it's time for the Twitter post in a 280 character or less post. How would you sum this film up? Let's start with Randy. Speed Racer, the most boring, action-packed snooze fest of frenetic movement you'll ever endure. Go, Speed Racer, go! 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 Oh, it's staying. It's not going anywhere. Go! <laughs> Just leave. Fill up those 288 characters. Yeah, you yeah. filled it right up. Lots there of were a lot of spaces in between those final <laughs> commands. Ellipses. Uh, Brian Dunaway, your take, please. Speed Racer, like a plate full of PB&Js that Mom Racer brings out to the garage to get you all thirsty for the milk that you can only drink if you win. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> That's your only name. <laughs> Who'd you marry, Mom? Okay, great. Ew. Yeah, I know. It's pretty gross. Finally, Brian Ibbett. Speed Racer, I feel like I'm on the 83rd lap of the Indy 80 HD. <laughs> <laughs> well done. It's very ADHD. This movie could use some Adderall, is what we're saying. Uh, a little bit. Well done. Uh, let's move no, on. No, no, the other thing. What? Adderall. Adderall picks you up. What's the? What's the? Uh, uh, not Paxil. What's the thing that the kids used to take? Ritalin. Prozac. Ritalin. Thank oh, you. Ritalin. Ritalin. Yeah. Ritalin. yeah Ritalin. Well, Ritalin. Con- yeah, Ritalin calmed them down. Adderall creates focus. It's like speed, it basically. It's legal speed. Adderall gets some Ritalin. Yeah. Adderall gets your whole house clean at three in the morning. Add or all. What else we got here? Oh, I got alternate titles. Look at this. Oh, that's a lady. Hold on. There we go. All right. Alternate titles just handed to me. This was almost called Mad X Fury CGI or Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Car. Now, there's a reason I made that reference because the kid who played, I think right. it was Speed Racer or the other kid right. is in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Right. That's it. We didn't really talk about Emil Hirsch. So he's fine. Whatever. So, yeah. And I was thinking, I don't remember ever seeing this guy in anything else. And I I looked at I looked him up and I'm like, well, he's done things. I just haven't seen them. Any of them. Yeah. Emil Hirsch. I mean, Emil Hirsch is in a bunch of stuff, isn't he? He's he's he does things. Yeah. 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 Just I just never happened to see them. The one thing of his that I've seen is milk. And I don't remember him in that movie. I don't remember Milk. Well, he was Milk's boyfriend, wasn't he? Was uh, he? Was that it? Okay. Uh, hold on. You're <laughs> right. That's okay. right. You're sure, right. Why not? Sure. Cle- Clev Jones, his girl. Oh, that was also 2008. Weird. That's crazy. Oh, The Girl Next Door is what I know him from. 
Do you guys remember that movie, 2004? Yeah. He played the girl next door. That's yeah, cool. actually features Dan doing the narration at the very beginning of that movie. Yeah. Into the Wild. In class. He was yeah. into, into, it, into the Wild. Into the Wild was fantastic. That's an excellent movie, by the way. It's I definitely it his most acclaimed film, and I've never seen it, and I, I would like to be sold on it because I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not there. What's what's so great about it? It's it's like a, a walkabout journey for this guy, and it's it's um introspective and really well written, and there's a killer song by um Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder, uh that hmm. that kind of through lines the whole movie. And it's really, really you know good. I've got Spotify, so I can listen to the song. You don't have to we look it up. To, listen to Big Heart Sun. You don't have sure, to tease but... me here. <laughs> he was in no, it's, uh, it's yeah. really good. He was in something else I liked. Where is it? Oh, Lords of Dogtown. And it's funny because if you would have asked me or who starred in Into the Wild and I forgot it was him, I would have said, oh, it's the dude from Entourage. Not Porntourage, but the main dude from Entourage. <laughs> yeah, it does look like him. Um, he's in Al- The dude who has an Entourage. <laughs> he, he's in Lords of Dogtown, which is a great movie, by the way, if you guys ever see okay. Lords of Dogtown. It's, a skater, it's the skater one that's about, um, it's got Heath Ledger in it also. Uh, it was 05, I guess. This it was the one about those guys that invented skateboarding basically in California in the seventies. Those guys. It's really good. Anyway. All right. I will mm-hmm. watch Deep Into the Wild. Do it. Into the Wild. By the way, it's funny looking at Emil Hirsch's uh, filmography in IMDB, after Speed Racer, there is a Speed Racer video game, and I didn't realize there really was a thing. It feels redundant, but uh, <laughs> there was a video game based it's on this there. video game. You get yeah. to hold a controller while you watch that version of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. It's about the only difference. Yeah. I remember that thing being out. I don't know if it was any good. Probably not. Movie uh, movie tie-ins are typically not very just, good. So Is it just uh, throwing poop at people's faces, or is it a racing game? That's a mini-game. You race, and then every... It's kind of <laughs> like when... It's kind of like how Ryu and Ken would beat up a car in Street Fighter. Right. It's like that. And then you have to you have to hold down triangle while you put your finger in a piranha's, you know... Oh, I aquarium. forgot about that <laughs> yeah. finger hole thing. They had more blood in that oh, yeah. scene than I thought PG would allow, but whatever. What do I know? Uh... I, I just you just brought up the delicious subject of movie tie-in video games. Oh, is there anything that even comes close to Goldeneye? Uh, yeah, there's other there's other good ones. Um, there's this Wolverine game that came out right around the time yes, of that's right. Origins. X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, that's yeah, a fantastic that a video game. game. The movie is yeah. a heap of shit, but the the game is great. Um, there I are hear about the Geostorm game. <laughs> is apparently head and shoulders above the Geostorm movie. <laughs> yeah, that movie, it could have been titled anything. I don't it know how they got that deal, but yeah, that's a mobile have game you, that's actually pretty good. Have you guys seen Geostorm? No. No. Did you guys see it? I'm saving it for film, Zach. Same. Look, I watched it. It's inevitable. Yeah. Here's here's a spoiler. How about in your movie Geostorm, you actually have a Geostorm? <laughs> no. All right, thank you. They all drove no. trackers. <laughs> This is like if your movie was called The Maze Runner and there wasn't a maze. Mm. That that was my major complaint about the movie. Mm. I kept waiting for it. Like waiting for, oh. it, waiting for, it, uh, waiting for I, it. I would like to put it on this list. Uh hold on a second here. I thought uh where is it? It's not Silent Hill. There it is. Uh St- Street Fighter the movie the game was this. Okay, Weird. that doesn't. That's not fair. It's good no. though. It's good. It's actually good. It's fun to play that game. I mean, it's dumb as hell, and it's no, it's. Yeah. This is like, like saying Lara Croft Go 
World of Warcraft <laughs> Legion, the, the movie, game. the game. No, it's... it's... For Laura Croft Go, based on the movie, based on the video <laughs> game. But did you guys... I mean, you have to know what I'm talking about here. It's not just yes. Street Fighter. It's those no, actors. It. It's those actors, Mortal Kombat style, digitized into the game. Yeah, I and remember it. So you are when you play Guile, you are playing Jean-Claude Van Damme in that movie. It's fantastic. Or that game. It's fan-freaking-tastic. It's good stuff. Uh, uh, the movie needs to come first. Uh, and I'm going to say uh, the only thing I can think of the last, like, 20 years is uh, Kung Fu Panda the video game was pretty good. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda the video well, Yeah, but see, that's just a video game based on a movie. That's what we're talking oh, about. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> Holy crap, no, I had it, I had it backwards in my head. Yeah, okay. Because of, right. our, because of our getting stuck on that on Street okay. Fighter 2, the video game, the movie, the game, the movie. <laughs> but other than that, I think you're probably right. There aren't too many. Like the in that same year, 08, they made a version of the, they made an Iron Man game based on the movie. It's horrifically bad. Yes, yes, it's garbage. It's so bad now, but I think, I don't know. You don't even see him very much anymore now, but once in a while, oh, I got one. That horrible mummy movie that came out last year with Tom uh, Tom Cruise in it. Uh, Tom Hanks, that'd be great. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Uh, he. There's a game that's hey, like a... Why is there a mummy in here? <laughs> it's like 16-bit looking new game but sure. they but it's retro yeah. looking it's it's like a metroidvania kind of metroid game um right. on steam that game's great really really good a thousand <laughs> times better than the movie it makes me want for there to always be movie tie-in video games like how interesting would the florida project the video game have been sure you're a you're a small child you have to escape from the slums of orlando uh, and make it to disney world garden state <laughs> the game <laughs> that's right you have to come off of drugs while surrounded by people who are on drugs yeah it's perfect find your lost <laughs> trinket it's perfect it have the best soundtrack of any video game ever that's for you sure. don't want oh. to face the final boss and requiem for a dream the video game <laughs> no you no. don't dude Dude. Oh my oh. gosh, that final boss has a decaying arm, a, 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 a barfing black guy, and a thing up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, dude, still to this day. I it's it's if that's a movie, okay, somewhere, someplace. You know, we always talk about what movies when we were kids, we'd see them and we shouldn't have, and then they just kind of stick with us and, and we're horrified by them, even to this right. day. That's somebody's movie when they were like 10. Oh, yeah. When they were 10, they walked into a viewing of Requiem for a Dream and witnessed all of that and then it's just permanently a thing they'll never forget they can't even watch labyrinth without going i know what you did you know what i mean like mm -hmm. that's somebody's seven yes that's somebody's seven <laughs> exactly oh, exactly but anyway. having said that all that i think the shape of water could have made an interesting video game where hmm. you are mute and everyone else does all the talking and you have to help your new friend escape from a bad lab and so on. Sure. I'm visualizing, uh, I'm visualizing a King's Quest kind of interface where at the, <laughs> at the bottom you see what somebody says to you. And your three choices are single period, two periods, or three periods. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And one of the options is do it with a fish man. So there you go. <laughs> you're just you're spoiling the movie, Scott. Yeah, Nobody I know. knows. Nobody about that. knows about the video game too. <laughs> the first first ten minutes of that movie, doing it with a fish man. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, hey, real quick, uh, emails here. Uh, this mm -hmm. comes to us from uh, Keaton. Is not Michael Keaton, just Keaton. Uh, who wrote in and says the following. He sent it to filmtech at gmail.com. He says, Hey there, Sackers. I am a night shift worker and I recently was browsing channels. 
At about 3 a.m. on the Sci-Fi Network, this interesting movie came on called Dragon Blade. It stars John Cusack as a defecting Roman general who teams up with a Chinese warlord played by Jackie Chan to defend the Silk Road in ancient China from another corrupt Roman general played by Adrian Brody. It apparently came out in 2015 as main, as wow. mainly a Chinese release, and its $65 million budget drew in $74,000 total in the U.S., but over $120 million worldwide. I know it's a newer film, and it can be hard to define what is a sackable film, but boy, watching this felt like it was a gem that needed to be mined from the depths of film entertainment for all mankind. Mm. If it ever hits a streaming service, I'd love to listen to you four talk about it. Keep on sacking Keaton. Uh, I think we should put that on the list of things to watch for because that yeah. sounds ridiculous. Uh, John, what casting is this? John Cusack, Jackie Chan, and Adrian Brody. That's crazy. It's like uh, somebody spun a wheel somewhere and came up with those three. <laughs> All right. Call the guy Point with the meets nose. high noon meets. <laughs> yeah. Find the guy with the broken nose. Uh, get Jackie Chan in here. And where's that guy that holds the boom box over his head? There's a... Uh, there's something you can watch if you have Amazon Prime called The 50 Worst Movies of All Time. It's a one-hour film, and it's basically just clips of 50 really, really bad movies, including stuff like stuff that we've watched here, like Howard the Duck and um, Space Vampire Alien Nudity Movie. I can't remember the name of that one. <laughs> Galaxy movie. of Terror or something like that. <laughs> anyway, um, I watched that, and I was writing down like so many things from that movie from that from that uh quote-unquote tv show mm -hmm. i'm in on that this is great where is this right now where is this showing i want to see it's it. it's showing on uh on amazon prime and it's an hour it's an hour long if you can get through interstitial between all the clips and the, the narrator is not great but they have this little interstitial between all the clips which is a bunch of people in a movie theater throwing food at the at the um screen mm. and it's like flash Adobe Flash uh, popcorn and burgers and a shake that are getting thrown at the theater or thrown at the screen with uh, like what sounds like one guy overdubbed 12 times going, oh, boo, boo. But like <laughs> the same wow. guy overdubbed 12 times might even be the narrator. This might be a single person's project. However, the clips that they show, things like they saved Hitler's brain oh. and Ega with Richard Keel before he was Jaws in in uh, Moonraker yeah. and stuff like that looks so perfect for film sack that that I encourage you guys to watch that and get some ideas for stuff to to look for for that this. Sounds sounds great. Listeners also check it out Amazon Prime streaming now. Has nice. anybody watched the uh on Netflix the Disney Shorts collection? No. No, was yeah. that a fun? Oh, it's, that's cool. It's really good. And the you were talking about interstitials. It's got a setup by the actual filmmakers before each one of the shorts. When you say shorts, and you mean like the old like Mickey stuff or something newer? Or? They're all stuff they showed before new. the. Isn't it the stuff they show before the Pixar films? The little before, shorts before Pixar and Disney films. So it's it's all of the, it, it. It's kind of the last twenty years. Oh, only. then they've got the one with the dog and the guy and the relationship. And he keeps feeding the dog, and the dog right. eats all the junk. I love that one. And the paper one with the couple, the the, the black and white looking thing with the paper flying everywhere. What what's that called? Little baby There's seagull a... learning how to get clams out of the ocean and stuff. Yeah, I'm into I'm into all that. I like the Disney ones and the and the, obviously the Pixar ones are awesome. Yeah, but but there's some, there were some there yeah. were some Disney shorts that I had never seen because there were several Disney feature films of the last twenty years I haven't seen. Yeah. And I just, I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix streaming. It was just very entertaining. I'd love to see that. 
them, and I'm going to guess they don't include the uh, the most recent one with the snowman that they actually pulled from showing before. No, um, I, I don't think that thing was ever. There's a lot of talk that that thing wasn't really supposed to be a short. It was some broken other thing, and they. I don't think okay. that thing sees the light of day. <laughs> I, don't, I believe I, it. I read that All somewhere. Right. I can't remember who said it, but somebody at Disney's like, "Yeah, we." That was a stand. Exactly what you would say if you were embarrassed that you ever included that at the beginning of a Disney film. <laughs> That's true. If everyone loved it, I'm sure they'd be singing its praises. But they pulled that right. thing mid-release, didn't they? It's crazy. I mean, they by, did. The, yeah, by the time I saw Coco, sang, yeah, and people were saying, "Oh, what time does the actual Coco movie begin?" Because I don't want to come in and see that. I want to just come in and watch Coco. Yeah, but the fact that it was 20 minutes long, like, what the hell are you doing? That's insane. That's not a short. That's a long, is what that is. It's totally <laughs> dumb. Anyway, uh, thanks for the email there, Keaton. We'll take a uh, keep an eye out for Dragon Blade, among other rad things. And uh, if you want to send your own emails into the show, filmsack at gmail.com is where to do it. You can find our website at filmsack.com. Uh, oh, uh, next movie. I forget. What next is week, we're watching The Flintstones. Oh, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you get two John Goodmans in a row, folks. No, not The Flintstones. Read that again. Oh, that's right. Forget John Goodman. He ain't in what we're watching. We're that's watching right. The Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas oh, next week. shit. Why are we doing that? Sorry. <laughs> Was that done the way I hear in the background? Yeah. I... <laughs> same director, same uh, characters completely different cast yeah because that's how gives, we do yeah this one gives you stephen baldwin as yes. barney yes. and yep. i think the guy who played mo in the uh the three stooges oh is that who that is is movie as uh i think that's mark mark addy yeah he was Hold maybe on. not never mind i thought he was in that three stooges thing from a couple years ago no, well i know he is... was in the full monty i'll never forget that was it Viva? <laughs> what was it? Viva Rock Vegas? Yeah. Viva Rock. The Viva Flintstones Rock in Viva Rock, Rock Vegas, the film that doesn't retain any of the actors. No, from Mark Addy. You guys are forgetting. Mark Addy is the king. The the he's from Game of Thrones. He's the right. he's, he's king. Yes. Uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name. Robert Baratheon. Robert Baratheon. Yeah. Yes. Think oh of that. Gosh. He was in the Full Monty. He's like guys. That guy's like a no, British. He's great. He's you know, great. Classical actor, and he played Fred Flintstone. Yeah. Ed Playa just... of the Baratheon family. <laughs> yeah. <That's right. laughs> yeah. So, one of the so last. Join uh, yeah. Join us next. Join week. us next week while we skip the good one and go right to the other one. <laughs> the good one. This is this is going to be. <laughs> This is going to be a second derivative of uh, Viva Las Vegas that we have in a row because Speed Racer was based on Elvis's character oh, in that interesting. movie. Oh, interesting. right. Yeah, that's true. Well, this is all good because there's a big oh. TMS meetup at the end of the month and uh, we may as well be thinking of Vegas now. So this is good. I like it. Uh, I didn't know Alan Cumming was in this. He plays Mick Jagged. Mick Jagged. Of course hey. he does. Yeah. I'm also that's not even that... rock. That's not even like a rock play on words. No, it's, like... it's not. It's dumb. That's so dumb. It's like, no, you're supposed to stick with the word stone or rock or uh, um, pebble right. or whatever. <laughs> right. You can't go like pebble. jagged. And I'm out of things that are. <laughs> Did you know that Betty's name in the cartoon is Betty Rubble. O'Shale? It's Betty O'Shale. Sure, that was her, uh, oh, maiden, her maiden, maiden name. Maiden name, yeah. right. I didn't know that. Oh, no. Ellen Cumming isn't just Mick Jagged. He's the Great Gazoo. Who the hell's the Great Gazoo? Okay. Well, 
What? You don't know who the Great Kazoo is? is? The Green Martian who... Uh, oh, is... right. Oh, this sounds like garbage, you guys. All of the Flintstones. It's going to be so good, guys. Please, Stephen please. Baldwin. Get, oh, my. Get, We're screwed. Silence your phones. Get yourselves no distractions for yeah. this movie. We're screwed. Oh, my God. We've got Harvey, Harvey Corman in this? Yeah. Yes. Got to be one yes. of his last roles, right? Couldn't John been... Collins. Wait, John Collins, I think, is repressed. Oh, no, no. It was uh, Elizabeth Taylor in the first movie. Yeah. Those always get confused. I always confuse those too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's all that more can be yours. If you tune in next week, everybody, that's filmsack.com for all the details you might need. You can uh, email us, like I mentioned before, filmsack at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at filmsack. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Go. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Hubba hubba. Mm-hmm. <laughs>